Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Lisa Ann Experience. Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you are a new listener, please subscribe, rate, and review the Lisa Ann Experience. And for the rest of you who I get to be in the chat with every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on my YouTube at The Real Lisa Ann, I love having this additional component. Having so much conversation last week about my interview with author Coot Blackson, who wrote the book, The Magic of Surrender. It was really great to get everybody's input and insight, the mailbag, always a ton of fun chatting back and forth. So I'm loving having that extra feature. And here we are. The NFL season is right in front of us, and I'm so excited. Fantasy Football Fridays are back. I did my first draft in person since 2019. And so when I was going to the draft, I was thinking, this would be great. I'm going to get out. I'll take a bunch of photos with my friends. And this is. And when I got there, my phone became the least important thing in my life. Like I was so excited to see everybody for the first time, and somehow I forgot how much smack talk goes down in a live draft? How much just intense smack talk? Now, mind you, we were at a really nice sports bar, uh, Schiffer's in uh, Chelsea, really nice spot. Everybody was drinking. I do not drink in draft. I do not play that game, but we just all broke off. We had four tables set up, the big screen up. We used a really cool app my friend Justin set up so we could use an iPad to do our picks. Uh, we decided to switch our league over to the Sleeper app, which is really exciting since it's a ton of fun. Um, and, you know, it's just an easy flow of like moving table to table and just having conversation. What's been going on with your family? What's been going on here? And we have the mailman for the firehouse. So this is the squad 18 league that I'm in. And the mailman that's been delivering mail to the firehouse for like 20 years, he's in this league. Uh, of course he goes by with the mailman. And ironically, the last time I was at squad 18 visiting everybody, I was leaving. And as I was opening the door, the mailman was right there putting the mail in the little slot thing. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great. I get to say hello to the mailman. So I did, I got to see him the other night and the draft was just so much fun. It was so great to be around people again, hear their lives and just kind of listen to the intense level of just nonstop smack talk. Next up, I got my first massage since before the pandemic. I've been slowly adding everything back into my life. Of course, right away, I was getting my nails, my hair done as soon as I could because I just, it's just my thing, right? And it's just important. I'm always on camera and I want to feel good. Those are little steps. And, and I've added in little things as I've gone and been able to go back to cryotherapy, but it was like a massage was an oversight. And I forgot that I did regular massages since I was 18 years old. Since I started dancing when I was younger, I was doing massages because it was so good for my body, especially with all the travel that I was doing. And there was a time when I was on the road you know, a good 42 to 45 weekends a year where every Sunday I had a standing massage at Burke Williams, uh, at the Promenade, uh, in Sherman Oaks. And every Sunday I would go in there after I'd get home from my gig, I'd unpack my stuff. I'd drive over to the spa. I'd take a nap in the quiet room before my massage, sit in the steam room, get my massage. So I did this massage last Sunday and I will say, I feel so great this week. And I really felt less sore from all the working out I've been doing, but it was just one of those forgotten little luxuries. One of the things that is just optimal health for me. And after doing it, going home, I got to sit and watch football all day and just drink tons of water. And I felt like a bag of money. So getting back into the little things, step-by-step peeling off the layers of the lives that we've already lived and the things that we used to do. And now here we are doing them again. And 
it's just been great. So I know we're all taking slow steps, what we're doing, but getting that massage was a game changer. Today, game changer, Brett Raybould, he's back. I mean, when he did the mailbag and told us all that he was going to be going to PA in orgy that night, there was no way I could resist getting him back. And I had to get him back, you know, when the story was fresh. I didn't want to wait a month or two. I wanted everything to still be very present in the front of Brett's mind. So today, joining me right now, who you can follow at Brett Raybold. And remember something, there is not two T's, one T. Brett Raybold. Follow him on social media. He is hilarious. And now we get to sit down and have the conversation for you of what it was like to PA an orgy. Here we are back with another amazing day on the Lee Sand Experience. And I've got a guest that you already all fell in love with when he came in and he delivered the mail. The postal worker, comedian, Bitcoin enthusiast himself, Brett Raybould. You are here for real, Brett. And that is Brett with one T. I will never forget it. Uh, thank you so much, Brett with one T, Lisa with two N, or Lisa Ann with two N's. No, no E. We, we covered that last time. I'm so happy to be on your show. We covered that last time. It is great to have you back. And so we have to almost jump to the orgy story, but not for those of you who may be listening for the first time. When Brett did come in to deliver the mail for the Ask Lisa Ann portion of the Lisa Ann experience, he had a very unusual job yes. around the corner, which we're going to talk about. But before we get there, let's talk about how you got right here. We met through a mutual friend. Lainey, who is the infamous PR girl of the wonders here on the East Coast, New York, and, and everywhere. We met through Lainey. How did you initially meet Lainey, and how long have you been pursuing this career of yourself in comedy? Yeah, I met Lainey through a, uh, basically, uh, his name is Ralph Sutton at Gas Digital. I believe you know I know Ralph. Ralph. Yep. And uh, I was like, hey, I need uh, I need some extraordinaire to help me get the word out for Brettcoin. And he said, that's the gal. And uh, I'll tell you what, two weeks later, Lainey introduced me to you. So she's doing her job pretty well. <laughs> She knows a lot of people. I mean, Lainey has 20 plus, maybe 30 years. We both have been in the industry since the 90s. She's got a wealth of people and she's really branched out really well too. You know, there was a time where she mainly worked an adult, but once she started to branch into comedy, I just think that's when her world really exploded because we all love funny people. That's right. The world's kind of interesting, interestingly converged between like, you know, adult film stars and then also comedians. You've done a ton of work with so many comedians. So many comedians. Over the and years. I love it because, you know, my life has to be a comedy stint as it is, you know. So you've been doing stand up and you've also launched Brett Coin. You went into it briefly, but I want more details on this. You are the first to launch your own Bitcoin. That's basically right. Yeah, I'm the world's first publicly traded comedian. Uh, other, No other comedian has done this yet. No one did it before. Um, so basically, for those, it's like its own cryptocurrency. Think of Bitcoin, but for a person. And I okay. am that. So basically, people can invest in me and my career. And I know it sounds like confusing. What is it? But it's this weird thing I think I stumbled upon. For the first time, people can not only invest in a performer, like give them money, but also share in the gains from their success. So it's all, think of it like a new form of Patreon. Do you sure. know what I mean? Like sure. instead of just giving someone 20 bucks, why not make $20 too if you believe they're going to succeed? 
And, you know, given the, the ingenuity of this idea, given my talent and work ethic, given the fact that I will not stop, I'm a pretty damn good investment. You're making like your money will go up, I believe, eventually, because I will get more successful. I'm getting more successful right now, like literally this second by being on your right podcast. Now. Right, this right second. Now. Every I mean, word you're I also say. very young. So this is a long-term investment for somebody who's interested in growth, because I imagine in 10 years, I'm going to be seeing you regularly touring the world and working your material for that special Netflix special that they're going to shoot in like three locations. And then they're going to take your best of the best. I love those Netflix specials. So we'll be seeing you there. And once you reach that success, your investors will be a part of that. That's right. You want to invest in someone or something that hasn't yet popped because the gains are more gainful. Of course. Is that, is that good course. word choice? I don't know. Very good word choice. Right, yeah. right here. This is we're, we're not we're not correcting words. So when did you launch Brettcoin.com? Brettcoin.org. Oh, it's uh, right. It's an org. That's right. It's an organization. That's right. That's thinking. that's how you know you can trust it. Yes. Yes, of course. You on the Internet. There's certain key elements that make us truly believe that what the data that we're reading has to be real. And one of yes. them is org. Yes, that's true. So if it's an org, you know, you can, I thought about getting Brettcoin.xxx, <laughs> but uh, apparently it was already taken. Apparently Lisa Sad. Ann had already purchased it. I don't know. Your name Sad. was on the, uh, the, the deed. So um, how many shows so far have you done? estimate in your oh, career. man oh so i've been doing stand-up about eight years uh full-time for about three and a half i mean for comics it's like you know i it really it's is a forever now. pursuit uh, every time i watch you know uh, um eliza just had a new movie out and she talks about comedy in the beginning and she's like you know a comedian is constantly going to do their thing every day never knowing when that day is that the right person is going to be in the audience that says you're funnier than just being here. Let's talk. Yes. And you know, we're still waiting for that moment, but it's coming, especially with me being on your show. Sure. I mean, come this on. is definitely, definitely eight years. You've been doing this three years full time. Where were you born and raised? I was born and raised in uh, Kansas city, Kansas. Kansas are, are you city, Pittsburgh? Can Easton you actually, which is by Easton. Philadelphia. Kansas City, Kansas. Were you right in the city or were you in some suburb? Yeah, I like that you know your stuff. I was yeah. in some suburb. Yeah, okay. suburbs of Lenexa and Leewood were the suburbs I grew up in. Dude, those uh, are totally small cities. Yeah, like you those, had to go into the city to do shit. Um, but you but had I, a lot of space. Yes, tons of space. And I appreciate you. You knew, you weren't just a person who's like, so it was a farm, right? You know that it's suburbs. Suburbs. I, yeah. I, like to I mean- at one time where you lived in a suburb was a farm before that farmer sold that land to a developer and eventually your parents <laughs> bought a house there. Okay. Everything was initially a farm in this country. I'm from Eastern Pennsylvania. When I go back, the weirdest thing is there was this stretch that I used to drive where my friends yeah. and I would like just drive around, and smoke weed. You know, we were kids, you know, you live at home. So you gotta be like driving around to smoke cigarettes and do things. And we would drive down these roads and there was nothing. It was nothing. It was just dark. And there were, now it's like these tiny houses and I call them naked neighborhoods because the developers mm. insist on knocking down all the trees. And then they put these like really puny little trees in the front yard of these tiny houses. These, you know, they all right. look exactly the same. So when I drive by, it almost makes me sad. I'm like, man, endless hours were spent just cruising around my friends back here. Now actually people fucking live here. It's annoying. 
was it somewhat backwoods? Was it like uh, very much backwoods where I grew up? Very much backwoods. And I had friends that had 10 and 20 acre properties that we would just be out on four wheelers, just like doing crazy shit, just always man. outside. It was actually a real trip to like do something like go to Ikea. Like oh that was my, like a family uh, <laughs> trip. You're going to drive 45 minutes, go walk around Ikea with the family. Like this is a big day out. You know, when you live in the suburbs, these are the things that you don't, you have your small janky mall that you go and walk around in, but there's not a lot of shit you really want. One day you get to go for you. You go into Kansas city. You're like, Oh wow. So big place. There's a lot of options here. Right. And then when you're, when you're, yeah, you're first, like, Oh like, my God. Yeah. It's, it's great. Gotta, it's, you gotta sorry, go. Man. You're like, you gotta go. But then when you're, when you're like just old enough to drive a car and go, you can't afford to go out and eat anywhere or go anywhere in the big city. So you end up going back to your small town. You go back to your small town and then you go, oh my God. Like the day, I remember the day they, Kansas City first got a Chick-fil-A. It was like, holy shit. Big we've arrived as a city. <laughs> we were the same way with Taco Bell and I'm not a Taco Bell <laughs> fan, but we only had three fast food restaurants in my small town growing up. And of course now they have everything. And it was like, I can remember seeing on my friend's Facebook, like Taco Bell is finally coming. And I'm like, wow, that's what we're that's, at. This that's is kind, it's so sad. It's so sad. <laughs> So at what point did you tell your parents, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Rabel, mm -hmm. I would like to pursue comedy for a living. Don't worry. I'm going to make a good amount of money and be successful at it. It was, uh, I mean, it was right when I was graduating school. Here's what happened, Lisa. When I was graduating college, I was in a college comedy troupe. And that was like, comedy was the one thing I sort of fell in love with and felt like I was better. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I lived back home for two weeks uh, after graduating from college from a school called Wake Forest in North Carolina. I know Wake uh, Forest. Put some good athletes out of Wake Forest. Chris yeah. Paul. He yeah. forced Timmy, Tim Duncan, two yeah. all-timers. Yeah, yeah. There's a few others I'm missing. But um, I yeah, I went home two weeks. All I did in that two-week span was I played Grand Theft Auto and masturbated a bunch. And then, uh, and then after that two weeks, I was like, all right, I'm going to New York. And though I moved up to New York, I moved into a windowless apartment where I lived with my brother, lived in that <sighs> windowless apartment for about three, four years. I was like oh Harry, my, I, Harry I just, Potter. I just gasped because people don't realize that there are windowless apartments yes. and it's a real thing. And you never fucking know what time it is because yep. you have no natural light. Like, yep. sure, you can get one of those. Now they have these like electronic lights. It tells you what day it is. But man, that isn't easy. Those are, but those, even those make those, you're talking about sad lamps, right? Yes. Those, yes. they're called sad lamps. That's like the prop, which just makes you feel sad. Every time you look over at it, Isn't you it for seasonal, the middle left affective disorder. Okay. Yes. Sad. That's how they get. Okay. Thank you. But they're just like a, that, like sad, they could have called it a happy light. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like I, I've always, I felt like poor naming choice it, of words, poor, poor choice. choice. That would be like naming depression medication, like boohoo tablets. Do yes. you know what I mean? Very, like, very oh, well said. So two weeks, you're lucky you had a brother living in the city. That very. was because otherwise I don't know how you would have done it. Right. And I can only imagine a windowless apartment was also not huge. No, yeah, no, no. It was about 5,000 square feet. It was on a 20 acre property in New York city windowless, but, uh, no, yes, it was, it was very 500 much a square feet, right? It was probably like something tiny. I mean, I had three other roommates, one of which, Whoa. Was yeah, I actually, we, the first, when we first, my first three month stint, we shared a bed. 
Um, gotta so, do what you gotta do, man. Yeah, the sex was pretty wild, Lisa. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you put a pillow wall up and said, don't wake up. I'm having sex over here with someone else. You're not included. Do yeah. not bother me. Do not look over the pillow wall. This is what we're doing. So for three years, okay, there's a sacrifice that you made because you knew you wanted to do shows. And when you're starting out in comedy, what most people don't realize is how minimal the pay can be if there's any pay at all. Am I oh, right? Ne- negligent. Like, uh, yeah, you're, you're always working, certainly was working a day job. To, okay. Yeah, yeah. What was the day job you did in the city? So for I was a uh, news producer, like editor at a place called Now This, Now This News. I know um, Now This. I follow Now This. They do the greatest videos for social media, by the way. I watch they, the whole thing. They're usually like three minutes long. It's like, you know, a baby deer comes into a yard and this dog rescues <laughs> it. And then the dog mom is like, I guess now we have a baby deer. And then you watch the whole progress. Like, I love Now This. What are you talking about? Now they, This is yeah. probably my most shared news. Really? Oh yeah. my God. The, my friends who still work there. Yes. That's what we like to hear. They're really I, good people. Cause they're good stories. Right. And there's a, and they're also very interesting stories, the history or weather or, but yes. Okay. You actually had a job that your parents were hoping you would stay at. I mean, I think they recognize the ramshackle pursuit that is stand-up comedy. Uh, like it's so, and, and a job with health insurance and benefits and a guaranteed salary. Sure is a tough thing. But after I worked there for about four years and I had saved up, uh, you know, probably most of the money I made, I worked, I lived very cheaply. Um, okay, I, I, by the I, way, sidebar, I'm going to cut in right here. No. This is another reason why you all should be investing in Brettcoin.org because now <laughs> we're learning. See what I'm doing here is I'm like so on the good. underbelly of this prospectus and I'm wondering, you know, does the guy flash money around the fact that you saved enough money to get out on your own in three years in New York city, most people would have worked that day job, spent a ton of that money just because it's expensive to do anything, but you were, you were frugal and you must've learned that from your parents. You must've learned how to be good with your dude, money. Dude. Uh, my parents, I mean, like, uh, are the, my dad in the best way is the cheapest man alive. I swear. I like, I swear to God, he, it's the classic thing with dads were like the hot, the house is boiling hot. And then he gets home and he's like, okay, we may now, the AC may now turn on. <laughs> but yeah. They're, they're cheap. We only ever would go out once I have four brothers and sisters. We would only go out to eat for birthdays. Yep. That was the thing. And even then it was like no sodas, you know? Yep. I was raised uh, the same way. So, right. you know, I was raised the same way. The only time we would go out for a steak dinner was once a month with my grandparents. They would treat us mm-hmm. to the steak dinner. But when we had out to eat, it was usually a pizza place, whatever. We weren't raised on soda, but you definitely were not spending money on a drink at a restaurant. You were doing a cup of water. Oh, uh, yeah. That was like, that was out of the question. Then my dad would have taken that out of my college fund if I had spent $2. On but to soda. really look back at it, Today, it really still is in our lives because can you justify going to a restaurant spending $6 on a cup of soda? No, I still like, I'll still at a bar be like, are there for free refills? And they're like, you ordered a beer. I'm like, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just but checking. It's in my psychology not yep. to do that. It's just, and I'll, Lisa, I'll tell you this. I actually, even better reason to invest in Bitcoin. By the way, Season Pro, she knows how to get the plugs in for the guest early and often. But um I have this weird living situation. I don't pay rent. I live the place I'm living. I'll take it. That, this is a uh, this is a house. This is I, I am very fortunate. I live here for free. 
um, some very rich guy who I've never met. Everyone, when I say that, they always go, mm, sexual favors. No, I, this, this uh, wealthy individual, my friend of a friend, he doesn't like to have the properties on the market because he doesn't want to uh, pay property taxes, but he doesn't mind someone living in the place to keep an eye on it. There is no heat or hot water, but there's also no rent. I can't imagine a better living situation in which to pursue stand-up comedy than keeping your costs low. Because Of you know, course, of course. I mean, that's actually incredible. And look, the biggest compromise for most people would be hot water. Heat, you can kind of live without. Yeah. You can just layer on clothes, whatever. You can always get a space heater if you really uh, wanted one. But what's the yeah. trick to the showers? Have you just totally gotten used to cold showers? So I have uh, electric tea kettles and I have a bucket and I heat up hot water in my electric kettles and then I put it in the bucket and then I take a bucket, a little bucket. Oh bath. my gosh. I listen so you know much I mean? like a, like it's like a, it's like a camping trip. Right. But it's, it's yeah. but it's I'm, enabling you to do as many shows, as many interviews and as much press as you can without having the burden of your own expenses. And also it had to be tough to do shows at night when you were working during the day at now this, cause you're tired. Oh, totally. But like, you know, you keep your eyes on the, you know, kind of the reason you moved to New York so that that fire gets over any fatigue and whatever. And fortunately, after when I, you know, quit there and left, um, I dipped into a little nest egg for, you know, a few months. But then uh, with some of the road shows I was doing with my brother, I was able to start start getting in the black. Uh, yeah, it's a good feeling. So your brother, what kind of road shows do you do with this said brother? We would just do like self-produced one-nighters, bars, breweries. Is he a uh, comedian as well? George, yes, he is a comedian. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so there's two funny people out of, you have four brothers and sisters. So you have five, five kids all together and two of you are funny people. How great was that? How great is it still holiday dinners and stuff? You bring it, right? I, I, <laughs> yeah, I have a microphone and uh, I do a stand-up comedy actor. I go, who here's dating? Is anyone here dating? <laughs> All the great questions that parents want to ask the second you sit down. Who's going to have children first? Who's going to make us a grandchild first? Okay. <laughs> who, who, yeah. Who not are... me. Definitely not me. Like uh, we are, yeah, I'm definitely in, not in the fiscal position in which to raise a kid. So speaking of fiscal positions, we spoke of this during the mailbag. Uh, did your parents know about said job where you were going to elevate your fiscal situation by PAing an orgy? They, you know what's funny? I actually did mention it to them. And after <laughs> after I did, my brother goes, the hell are you doing? Why would, why you, would you do that? Why, why would you would, tell him? Why would you yeah. do that? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, my parents are like, they're incredibly, they're the best, lovely people, but they are, you know, traditional Midwesterners. Of course. So just when I said it, I'm trying to do this thing, Lisa, where I'm more honest with my parents, like just about yes. who I am, random yes. things in my life. Which is very good. Yes. And so, you know, I'm trying to tell them like I have smoked marijuana and marijuana marijuana yes and when i mention it my mom goes she goes over under 10 times in your life i and love I, that she's a better like she uses over <laughs> under this is amazing i'd like to meet your mom oh my god okay so over under 10 times of course you told her oh and and i was like yeah sure that's the line uh yeah let's go let's go with that as the 
as the over under area. Uh, yeah, o- over by a few. Um, just it's 12. But, uh, I but mean, look, was- you're an adult and it is great to be who we really are with our parents. So many people don't feel they have that comfort. You're taking a risk and you're paving the way for your siblings. But I imagine when I'm peeing an orgy landed with your mom and dad, they really didn't have words to use immediately. So they didn't say anything back, right? No, not many follow-ups. They weren't like, so what is, how many people were there? They were like, can we get, can we get tickets? Uh, <laughs> no follow-up. Yeah. No yeah. Follow-up. We, Brett, we want to come to all of your gigs. All of your gigs <laughs> minus this one. So you did tell them your brother was for Lord. He's just like, yeah, he's he's like, you don't have to share with them every detail from your life. And I was like, I thought this was a, I thought this was a relevant one. (laughs) And, but it was like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll be upfront about it. The, the PAing the gig, there's two ways you can get compensated. Um, You can have a free ticket. um, To join in the partake in the orgy. To partake, or you can get about $20 an hour. And I think it says something about my financial position and my dedication to doing right by the Brett Coin shareholders that I said, show me the money. Show, show me, me the money. money. Show me the little yeah. under the table, untaxed money. I'm liking all of that, <laughs> right? So your parents didn't ask. I'm going to ask you every follow-up question that first I, and foremost. And, and by the way, I never in a bazillion years would have thought I'd be talking orgy with the one and only Lisa Ann. I mean, what this is, I'm so lucky. This is so Yeah, cool. I've curated quite a few of them in my life. Uh, I did cur- not necessarily you- have a paid PA. We all kind of pitched in. Uh, but yes, oh, oh really? A- you were moving mattresses and like, uh, we didn't have know. that many people involved. And also we always did it in like a massive hotel suite in Vegas where we had like a tub, a tub that fit 12, four or five beds, cots, like couches. Like we made sure the setup was good enough to be able yes. to exist without rearranging any furniture. But I, I'll tell you what, you probably had more star power at yours than uh, this one had. I'll t- I this tell you was what. just regular people. So oh let's, really? Let's, Let's get in the mind of Brett. No, no, I had star power. You were regular. Let's get in the mind of Brett getting dressed and prepared. Did you take a mask because you have to wear masks indoors some places now? Did you take a mask or any elements with you? Hand sanitizer, gloves. Were there any extra things in Brett's book bag? There. Okay. So this is like another interesting detail, Lisa. And this like makes it a weirder story. Uh, Three hours before the orgy, I got hit by a car. (gasps) (laughs) this is 100 true i swear to christ okay Uh, you know but to the orgy i brought my rosary let's Um, go back hit by a car were you walking were you on a bike were in a scooter i was walking at a four-way stop uh i think they may have missed it i think they might have intentionally hit me they kind of sped up to hit me i flew (laughs) through the air as i was flying through the air i heard some dudes on their stoop go damn (laughs) And I, I smacked the pavement. It hurt. I smacked the pavement hard. I'm so lucky I didn't hit my head or anything. Here, I, I was can't on. Believe yeah. you're telling this story and you're fine. I, I, that's the thing. That's how I know I'm so lucky. I had bad road rash on my leg and arm that is kind of mostly healed. This is about two weeks ago. Didn't hit my head. Uh, I was on my way to Popeyes because I was having a good day. I did my laundry, which I'm good at like finding justifications to treat myself. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be like, I worked out two weeks ago. I can eat cereal all day. 
<laughs> like, I, yeah, I did, I did I went, my laundry. I'm going to go get myself some Popeyes. Fried chicken. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> hit the pavement hard. And I'm going to tell you what, you're going to think I'm lying for the sake of a joke. I promise you I'm not. When I hit the pavement, the first person who said, are you okay? I saw a biker just keep biking. Like that's right, right. that that's emblematic of New York. Someone just like saw a guy get hit by a car, fly through the air. He was delivering food. He needed to go pick up his next order. He wants to be on time. He wants to get good ratings. He's yeah, I don't guy. blame that guy. He's yeah, got a, yeah. he's got a job. He's got shit to do. That's New York City. It's like, yeah. I don't care if you've been shot. I got shit to do. Yeah, I got shit to do. So I heard the, the gunshots. I see you laying over there. Somebody will deal with that. I can't right now. Someone else will deal with it. And the man who dealt with it, he I heard a voice, are you okay? And I look up, I'm on the pavement. The car had, the car just drove. The car didn't stop. Run. Didn't stop. Hit Fuck and run. Him. That's right. They are. They are my white SUV. Could have been a Ford Bronco. We don't know. But oh, um could have been OJ, yeah. Could have been could have been OJ. Just, you know, this would be the worst thing he's done in his life. Anyway, um, so the guy's standing over you asking you if you're okay. It is a, I look up, it's a man in a wheelchair who does not have legs. And when you get hit by a car and the first person you see is legless, it kind of makes you go, I feel like I shouldn't feel bad about my situation. I feel this, like I should get up and just walk away right now. The second I question. Like yes. That's the second question he asked was, uh, can you walk? And I was like, I don't want to brag but i think i can <laughs> like <laughs> it's god going listen you got hit by a car but someone else has it harder than you out there yeah and I, no. I got up and i was able to walk and everyone the dudes who were on the stoop were like you're in shock bro you're just able to walk because you're in shock go to the hospital and i'm like i think i'm okay i don't want to drop a grand on an ambulance and they're like yeah. you know call 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 the uh you know call 911 which i did uh, a cop took my report. This was Friday at 5.30. How long did it take the cop to get there? Did you do the report at your place or right at the intersection where you got hit? Right at the intersection. So and they wanted the witnesses that were sitting there? Okay. Yeah, they, they yeah, which uh, <laughs> this is also true. Uh, you know, I live in, uh, you know, I live in kind of close to the, the hood of uh, okay. in Brooklyn. And uh, I went up to one guy, I swear to God, and he go, hey, man. And, you know, this is just a black guy who lives in the hood. And I said, hey, man, do you mind, like, being a witness for the police report? And this dude goes, nah, bro, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I was like, it's all good, man. I get it. <laughs> he doesn't want his name on any sort of records. I was like, he was like, cops. I'm yeah. not. And I was like, nah, all right, bro, I can't. I'm wanted for a couple of things myself, I so like, I probably shouldn't get involved. That's right. I was like, hey, say say no more, my friend. Um, yeah. So the cop gets here. It's Friday at 5.30. There, this is, listen, he's nice, but there's this vibe of like, all right, let's go. Like, wrap it he's up. like, wrap he's it like up. what happened? He's got like, the wrap it up, babe. Where, you, you, you want to, it's paperwork. The right? Yeah, the cop behind him is literally doing the, all right, buddy, enough with yeah, your sob story. Yeah, our shift is almost over. And if we don't take the car back at a certain time, we're going to sit in traffic. Uh, yeah, This kid's, not. he's walking. He's not blood gushing out of him anywhere. <laughs> I think we could probably just, write this out and go, right? Yeah. Did they even offer you a ride back to where you live, which would have been the proper thing in a small town where you grew up, where I grew up. If something went wrong, the cops are going to put you in the back of the car and take you home. Lisa, adorable question. No, they did not. <laughs> <laughs> Very adorable question. No, the city cop did not offer me a ride. I had been patched up in the ambulance. They had you know, put a little tourniquet, a little tourniquet on my leg. So they had an ambulance come. 
Yes. And I, they, they put a tourniquet. Yes. And they, they were like, do you want to go to the hospital? And I was like, I do not want to lose a thousand dollars. I am not yeah. getting paid that much to work the orgy in two and a half hours, which, did you tell I, them that? which, which I actually did tell the ambulance guys. And they were like, oh, what is your life, dude? And they're like, <laughs> they were like, you better patch this up. Cause we all know, we know orgy etiquette. The worst thing you can do show up to an orgy open with wound. is an open wound. I can't think, I sure, can't think of a you less. Don't you don't need staph infection right now. You don't need any. I can't. And also yeah. kind of horrific to see. So yes, I cannot believe it. So you got road rash, which you've yeah. been cleaning and putting Neosporin and all that kind of stuff on it, right? Yes. It's kind of now mostly healed. You must uh, be a healthy young man to heal that quickly because it's only been two weeks, but holy shit. So now you're like, you're rattled. There's no doubt you were in a bit of shock. I, I, I was in, in a bit of shock, but my mind was on the, you know, the, fu the fun, interesting life gig. Uh, and oh, this is the one thing that I thought was kind of funny. The cop was like, what do you do? I said, I'm a comic. He said, can I watch your shit on YouTube? I said, I have an hour special. He goes, sick. I'll link to it in the police report. So <laughs> it just makes me go, is there some police report where there's like a YouTube hyperlink of, what? Uh, you know. I'll link. Uh, you, could you add my Insta, my Twitter, <laughs> my Facebook as well? Um, That's, I'm also, a, Brett Coy, this is the weirdest, like, the, 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 hey, of all the statements. Yeah. Like, it's, the, we'll link to it in the police but, report. Uh, but I, I'm a whore for self-promotion. I can yeah, be bleeding a shot on the pavement and I'm like, yeah, check out my Instagram, uh, Brett Rabel. Like, it really is. But so, you know, I like to think if I get a huge cop following, it's going to be because of that police report. All four to five detectives. And by the way, you have to use this story in a stand-up act. I mean, the police report bit, all of it, because it happened to you. It's yes. real. Um, there's other people who can relate to the things that went down, like, somebody not wanting to give a statement, somebody riding by and just ignoring the whole thing. We've all seen this happen. And this was the day, Lisa, that I had actually done your mailbag. This, oh, I did your mailbag at a, like 11 a.m. Like we did yeah. it that, that. And that was part of why I was like, I deserve Popeyes. Like I did yes. a really cool thing. I thought it went really well. Loved you. You were like, and you know, you finished talking with me and like any woman who finishes talking with me, they want a round two. Um, <laughs> I should, I want to tell you this because every time I haven't, when I tell people I did Lisa Ann's podcast, I like to articulate it as yes. I, I shot some stuff with Lisa Ann. Um, Cause we did, we got video yeah, component. Yeah, yeah, we did it. We did a scene together. Me and, uh, <laughs> me and legend of the game, Lisa Ann. Um, <laughs> you should have told the cops that you did my podcast that day. Oh that might've gotten you some, at least a ride back. So I know. my follow-up questions now, yes. did you, you never made it to Popeye's, right? So I did. Cause I go, I got hit by a car. I'm eating my fucking fried chicken closed, closed. <laughs> this was a Popeye's that I've gone to routinely. It's been in areas I've lived in, in New York for like five of the eight years I've lived here closed out of for business reno for renovations. Oh, those what? fuckers. You what? couldn't have done that during the panoramic. Yeah. I mean, like really, if you want to <laughs> the renovate, panoramic? Yes, okay. we, okay. New Year's Eve, 2021, my girlfriends and I got together yeah. and we said, let's stop using the word pandemic. Not only is it overused, it. it has such a derogatory tone. Mm -hmm. 
So we decided we were going to go with panoramic <laughs> and it gives you a better view of it. It's a lot more fun uh -huh. and it still gets the point across. It was a weird like year. It. We lived in a panoramic. We lived in, I like Demi Dem. I call it the Demi Dem. Um, okay. The Demi Dem. Okay. I get that. I, I like so you panoramic. walk over after you get hit, you're peeled yeah. off the street. You yeah. get bandaged up in the ambulance, the police add your YouTube link to the report yeah. and you decide you know what i made it this far i'm going to popeyes and then popeyes is fucking closed popeyes is fucking closed they they you know it was cursed the universe really did not want me to eat their chicken that day so I no for sure i almost yeah. got took it out of life right right i mean that's why i feel so lucky it's like i didn't hit my head or anything and i can like still walk and and do this podcast um and the wheelchair guy He's a neighborhood guy that cruises around and checks on everybody because he's out all day. But that had to be a visual that was intense. It, w it was intense and it always puts life in perspective. It yep. always, don't get me wrong, I got by a car, that sucks. But, you know, it always. But dude, you didn't fall on your head or your face. You could have knocked your teeth out. Like, did you see the car coming or did it just blindside you? No, 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 no. That's the thing. It was like they stopped. Like there was traffic. It was their turn to stop at the intersection. They legitimately, I think it was intentional because they gunned it into me. I mean, like, I'm I so mean, glad that you're okay. Oh my gosh. So how many hours did you have between this travesty as you become partial temporary roadkill before you actually get to glam it up and go to right. be a uh, PA at an at, orgy. Uh, about two hours, two hours. And I, you know, in my head, I'd been, I, I, my, my uh, roommate is my good friend. He's the one who got me the gig. He's worked there for several years. Uh, he was like, are you sure? And I was <laughs> like, I'm not missing this. All right. <laughs> I, want the I gotta bring this story back to Lisa Ann and Lisa Ann experience for that reason alone. All right, so we've made it through a pretty rough patch of a day. Yes, you're so, now on your way to the orgy. What are, you, what are, your, what are your thoughts? I, I am. Uh, I'm biking there despite being hit by a car. In my mental head, I was like, "Listen, I'm not letting the streets get me down. I'm still getting out there." So I biked there and uh, just started. The the setting up is the unexciting part. It's sure. you know, it's getting ice for the bar. It's yep. moving some mattresses. It's yep moving chairs it's getting trash bags and everyone's question when i tell them i worked an orgy which by the way since i have worked it as a pa i like to say i'm a sex worker uh you did you work know, it as a pa you are now officially in the category of sex worker Sex worker i yes i i am a sex worker um i love it add that to your resume mom and but, dad hey but, by the way add this but I'm I'm the blue collar you know I'm the blue collar sex worker right I'm not yeah, getting yeah, yeah. any of the glam or no um but uh so that's like so the orgy to be clear it starts as a party for about yep. two to two and a half hours everyone yep. everyone's mind when I tell them is like people walk in and just go yeah let's do it and it's like no 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 everybody greets each other yeah. socializes it's just like a, a date night with more than one person yes yes and there was at this particular one this is like an event like they the people who do it uh, it's an event they do. I don't know if I should mention their name. I feel like it's good, but it's a, it's called 
chemistry is what it's called. So Google it in New York. You have to, you know, have a member. Become a member. I have, a, I, right. there's a ton of them in this city, especially over in Brooklyn. Yes. There are yes. a ton of, and you become a member, you kind of get to the vetting process and they have yeah. rules and regulations about cameras and, and, yes. and taking people. That's a very, that's a very important thing because people are there for right. privacy as much as they want to share themselves. They not, most of them are not telling, they're not like you. They're not telling mom and dad they're going to an orgy. <laughs> They're not, they're not as, you know, as uh, transparent about their not life. Transparent. How many people were there? About, this is Friday and there's about 140. And, and uh, how many of them engaged in sexual activity? You know, I didn't do a head count when I, I wouldn't walk in. You don't want to be the guy walking into the, what's called the playroom. You obviously yes. are probably aware, yes. but yes. Um, you don't want to be the guy walking into the playroom going one. Two, or, or you could three. have one of those ticker things they have at the club doors. Yeah, you yeah, have, you, you, you know. yeah, yeah. Did you already go in once and this is yeah, around two? I'm not two? sure. Did I see you? I can only tell by your socks. You don't have much more on that's IDing you. And there's yeah. three of you with similar body shapes. I might recognize your genitals. Let me let me see this. Let me see that cock and balls. But um, the, what's funny is the playroom doesn't fit. Not everyone engages in it. I've been around, I don't know, at any given time in total, I don't know, 80 to 100 people. But it's not in the playroom is probably around 40 ish. Yep, there's two playrooms. Right. So there's an yep. upstairs and a downstairs. Yep. And um, I, it's funny because there was a short line to get in because yes. there's not enough space. And it's just that like I, that's like the funniest thing I've ever seen people wait in line for is to get it on. Cause you know, you're kind of like, Oh, you met someone or you came with your partner and you're like, yeah, like let's get hot and heavy and kind of this weird weird atmosphere and then it's just like disney where you're like all right like i was wondering if they and would sell waiting fat. In line, yeah. looking at their phone checking on the news app before they go in like let's see what's going on in the world did the hurricane touch down yet we'll do all this should we check with the sitter and see how our kids are doing like that's what's going on in the line so when you get in the room was there any sort of a smell like I had mentioned? You know, you know the answer to that question. That's why you asked that question with already a grin. Yes, there is a smell. And yes, Lisa, when you told me to wear a mask, not for COVID purposes, you were correct. It is yes! a smell that yes! like, it's like, it's not just smelly. It like stings. And it, and it, it gets stings. in your nose and doesn't go away. It like it gets in your nose and like lays there like an essential oil, okay? Like because <laughs> you're getting all different scents of people, you're getting sweat, you're oh, getting sweating. you know yeah. all the other stuff that's going on. And yeah, I've always like told people for their first orgy, like prepare yourself. There's gonna be a little smell. They're always like, no, no, what, what would smell? I'm like, okay. Just think about taking 25 people and putting them in a room together, sweating, doing any kind of activity. It's going to smell. I've been to gyms that smell weird and there yeah. wasn't even all of the other fluids and things happening. Right. And they, they did a good job of neutralizing this. I thought about they do. Bringing... They work at it. They always have air purifiers and always. things burning uh, candles or incense or whatever. They're always ahead of it because everyone always. that's in this business knows about the they smell. Know. Yeah. That's not like the, it's not their first, it's not their first orgy. They're not, they're not sweet little Midwestern Were there any going, things oh, that stood out to you other than the scent? Uh, I would say it's not as wild. It's not like a free, free for all. Like right. people are very respectful of other people's bodies and personal yeah. spaces, because if you're not, you are going to get kicked out. Part of the job of people who work them is kind of this vague idea of the vibe police. 
You're the vibe. That's exactly what you are. You're the vibe police. If you see one dude, because normally dudes can't go without yes. a woman. That's but if you, you yes. see it, but if you see a dude who maybe just brought a woman, doesn't know her that well, he's creeping and he's in the room and maybe goes to the other, he'll get asked to leave because yeah. they want everybody to feel super safe and super comfortable. Yeah. And I think there's more dialogue in an orgy like that with, are you okay with this? Are you comfortable with this? Than people would ever realize because people are, when you're in an intimate setting like that, you're just open to the world and you have to have a lot of trust with everybody. You can't have somebody touching you and you don't know where they're coming from. Right. And, and, uh, the open, the dialogue that occurs. Cause I was also like, you know, I just go around and chat with people. I want to learn about like, you know, their the community life. or their sure. life. Sure. And, and it's kind of funny. Cause in that scenario, I feel like in other walks, they might have to like not defend, but I'm the weird one there by being by more, not engaging. Yeah. yeah, by being more traditional, because there's like a circle and people are like going around like just conversation. What do you what are you into? And someone was like, I love fire play. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I, I guess it's like there's some sort of like fire involved. Yeah. And there's and then, currencies with nipple clamps and different sorts of, so it's like a form of almost sadomasochism where yeah. one person likes a bit of pain. The other person likes to give the pain. Like there's, those are levels that if you started to peel the layers of that onion, there's a lot, there's a lot. And so they get to you in the circle and they're like, what are you into? And you're like, I don't know. Just like get my dick sucked. <laughs> like you're like I, I feel like I feel like I brought nothing to show and tell. Like you know, it's like missionary. But you like, were just fun. a sex worker working this event, Brett. You weren't expected. But dude, the fucking fact that you got hit by a car. I mean, what a day for you. We meet for the very first time and truly as in a friendship way, falling in love. Like I already texted a lady a million times. Like I'm looking at his schedule. I'm going to make her get out and see some shows with when you're, when you're in the city, like yeah. I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm, I'm kind of somewhat pseudo stalking you uh, <laughs> at events. I'm shows. not doing that with you. Cause I think you got enough of those men in your I'm life. Good with uh. that. But, so you had that, which I thought was awesome. I felt so good after we recorded the mailbag. It was just so much fun with you. That's why I asked you to stay and record today's as well. We'll get to that. But then you get hit by a fucking car, okay? You have a cop that puts your YouTube link in the report that is so wild. Uh, You're getting bandaged up in an ambulance and you're still thinking about fucking Popeyes. And And then Popeyes is out. Popeyes is out. So a lot to process. So, and then, uh, you know, I was the PA for the orgy from 8 to 3 a.m. Long day for you. Long long day. day. Very eventful. Pretty interesting stuff happened. Like, you know, one of the uh, co co producers of it, uh, this lovely couple runs it. They're very good folk. And uh, there was a moment where I was just like doing something on the roof, which the roof had a glass, a part portion of a glass ceiling where you could look down into the playroom Neat. and you could see the thirty That's or cool. forty people getting their thing on. And the woman, uh, she she had a, I believe, a Russian accent. Um, and she goes. Hey, hey, Brett, hey, take a moment. Hey, look down. Enjoy the view. <laughs> and take take five. Enjoy the view. And it, it just like had this like bend of like, you know, like doc, when Dr. Frankenstein was like, look upon what I have created. I am become God. <laughs> and remember, the couple that's running this thing, they want to share this sexual outlet with other people, right? So mm-hmm. what she's sharing with you is something that she's incredibly proud of. She's built this 
this community, and that's really what yeah. it is, whether it's a swinger convention or whether yeah. it's an orgy, this is a community of people that really have an adoration for each other. And then they go about their day and we don't know what they do for work and it doesn't matter. That's their outlet, you know? So she's got this sense of pride. She, you take time. It's like a Italian grandmother who made you some cannolis. <laughs> eat, they eat, they eat, manja, manja, manja. She's like, Brett. You look good down and you enjoy, you know? Oh, my and, gosh. And, and I swear to God, the, like, and as she's doing it, I'm like, sure. Like, the amount of times my voice probably cracked at the thing. People How did your like, girlfriend take that you were going? Was she down with the entertainment factor of the play-by-play? She was, uh, I mean, I think she recognized that it's, she would enjoy hearing the story and hear about it. And she is, uh, you know, I'm the weirdo there, but I mean, like, I don't know, I'm just in like a monogamous relationship. Um, and people are like, that's cool. Like whatever you're into. <laughs> that, that's the one thing about the swinger con- community, the, uh, this, these, these groups of people, this, it is a community. They are the least judgmental people. And no matter what you say to them, they will confirm with you that what you like works for you and that you should celebrate that. They're so, that's one of the things I loved about being a part of it in the nineties was just the people that I met that were just so kind and just oozed with this just acceptance of everyone's uniqueness and whether you were into it or not didn't bother them. Right. They just want everybody to live their lives the way they want to live their lives. They're like, yeah, there is no amount of judgment there. People in that world, they, to make it clear how, you know, we can recognize this is not as conventional a thing. So they're almost overcorrecting, over, not like compensating, but over kind and respectful because we know that this is a vulnerable or odder spot for people. They so are the freedom fighters of the sex worker community. That's who they are. Were you in it? How, like, were you in that world prior to your adult film career? Or was no, it but when I was in the industry in the 90s uh, and I was married and my husband and I had would interact with other couples, um, we, you know, there was a, there was a, a large span of time that was governed by a lot of really good ecstasy in the nineties. Really? I mean, we had that pure, pure shit in the nineties, you know what I mean? And so we would just <laughs> get as many pills as we could. And we go to Vegas with a group of friends and we'd get all adjoining suites and we just have couples. We, and it was just fucking lovely. I and mean, we just had a great time. We met so many great people doing that, but Brett, yeah. We got to wrap this thing up so we can get over to the mailbag. But wow. before we do, again, you need to plug everything about you. And I'm going to post a ton of photos with you in person when I go to your shows. Geek out like a fan, like a Where's Waldo thing, like Lisa and Brett. Because I know you're going to be way taller than me. So I'm going to be like, you know, this is why the angle is like this. Lisa and Brett. And hopefully I can meet the girlfriend as well. And we could bring her into our friendly, loving relationship. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Without a doubt. I mean... Uh, I hear, here are the plugs. Uh, you ready? Here, here's, I, here's the we first are plug. all ready. I have a podcast called Just the Plugs. It is a podcast where uh, I film at Gas Digital Studios, where uh, every week I have on a guest to do Just the Plugs, and then I wrap up the show. Uh, it's a two Seriously? to four. It's a two to four minute podcast. It kind I of got to do a, this with you. It's ridiculous. I, I would absolutely you. love to have you on Just the Plugs. That would be the that would be such an honor. It would be it's like hilarious. my Can star somebody turn. Go yes. ham with all the potential plugs that they have. Like, what if somebody has like fifty things they could plug? If you want to set the record for most plugs, I in can do it. I minute, know I can. 
We could try and get like a Guinness World Record where it's like, Lisa, plug everything ever that you've made or been a part of or that you yes. have upcoming. You mentioned, did you say your book is coming out, came out? December. My first book came out in December of 2015. My second book is coming out December of 2021. But I'm thinking like, man, I'm going to make a list. And then what I like, when I want to okay. memorize something, I record it in a voice note on my phone. And then I walk around the city until I've memorized it. Really? So that's, yes. If I what have to you- memorize like a ton of stats or, you know, all the, all the coaching changes in the NFL, all the coaches in the NFL, I will literally just record them into my phone and I'm like, okay, going for a walk until I've memorized these and then I can spit it out. Did you memorize your Oxford speech or was that No, like, that was on the fly. You wanted to be a little more yes, uh, perhaps like, you know, in the I moment did. and not I just did. like uh yeah, on a monologue. Okay, um, so Brett, we're gonna do this plug show, but Brettcoin.org is what yes. you all need to be doing because why would not you invest in someone that can not only be frugal with his money, get hit by a car and get right back <laughs> up, adapt the fact that Pop Popeyes, I mean, look, if you were a Karen, you might have blazed that Popeyes down. You might have just lost it right there. That could have been the the peak. If you didn't have that orgy to go to that night, everything could have played out differently. You could have went in there and made your own Popeyes if they were in there. You'd have just freaking out. I will tell you what, after getting hit by a car, there is party that's like, like in my head, I'm like, I do want to go to this for, you know, I don't go into things thinking I'm going to write comedy, but I'm aware that this is an odd experience. And I think one of the things that you're so excellent at is you're, yes, you're an entertainer, but you're also a journalist for an uh, interesting or different life. Like that's a component of you report these experiences that not everyone has gone after or has had access to right is in that right. world and that's part of what makes you a compelling on-screen presence is you just have so you've accrued so many stories and um, i have a lot of good follow-up questions uh my text exchange even with my friends involves the microphone abby because they that's when i'm like okay i got follow-up questions like do you have time uh-huh. Can you believe all that Brett went through the day that he interviewed with me the day that he delivered the mail for the mailbag he gets hit by a car his Popeyes is closed for remodeling. He goes to do the orgy. I mean, so much, so much, so much. But he delivered the mail with such ease that I decided to keep Brett right here for us. And we're headed to the Ask Lisa Ann segment of this podcast. I had to have the mail delivered again by Brett because he was so good the first time. And I mean, he's right here. We're doing more of our on-screen work together. So, Brett, you got your questions. Let's go question number one. Let's get right into it. First question. Wow. This is a huge celebrity get for you, Lisa. This first question is from Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't it know is. if it's the late, great boxer, but uh, here's what Muhammad Ali, 31161 at Gmail, wants to know. Hello, I'm Ali. Please tell me how I can meet you. Please give me your permanent contact. Thank you. I shall be very thankful to you. I mean, we got to give him a little bit of credit because he did use the Ask Lisa Ann and understood it is a question. He's asking me uh, Mm -hmm. how he can meet me. My permanent contact, that is such a like ESL, English second language thing, because we don't like use that permanent. Like what is permanent? Uh, I'm so sorry that I can't make Muhammad Ali thankful. Like I'm really going to have to let him go, but I give him a lot of credit because it is a question. I agree. He asked a question and you know, I'm with Muhammad. like, do you have a permanent address you just want to put into the world for everyone? I'm sure that'd be Uh, safe for you. (laughs) 
Well, yeah, I definitely want to pass off my private information to Muhammad so he can ask me more questions like so. Yeah. What's next? What's next from Cole Nelson? Cole Nelson. Hi, Lisa. My name is Cole, and I've been a big fan of yours for quite some time. Been like a dream woman to me. My question isn't supposed to be offensive, but would you ever go out and possibly have sex with a fan? I think, Brett, we all know by now that when you have to preface something with, this isn't supposed to be offensive, you know, then it's offensive. And again, I keep saying, like, at least when people go on a dating app, right, they have both photos of each other. Mm -hmm. They can learn a little bit about each other. This is like I'm buying something unseen. This is like a box slot at an auction. Like, I don't know what's inside the box, right? Oh, yes. I would like to say right back to Cole and troll his ass and say, yes, I'm dying to have sex with Bam. Because obviously, I mean, Cole could be, we have no idea what Cole looks like. We know nothing about Cole, but Cole knows asking a woman that doesn't even get the opportunity to see what you look like or if mm -hmm. she's at all sexually attracted to you, yeah. it is offensive. I think so. I think at the very least, if you're going to ask someone to do that, you got a photo, you got to put a photo and probably a, a CV, you know, maybe yeah. like, a, you know, let me just see what, let me just see, let me just see your work experience. Let me see what kind of resume. I guess these the guys just think because I did movies that I have no say in who I have sex with, but they should be concern because I can have sex with anybody I want. Most likely it's not going to be Cole. But that's a degree of people think that persona, like, you know, your performance persona, they, I think people just think porn stars like, oh, they just want to do it we 24 it. hours a day at all times. They don't have other hobbies. They don't like- Shout out to my best friend who always says, no one ever saw you say no in your movies. So they don't think you're ever going to say no in real life. I'm like, yeah, but nobody would buy a movie if I said no, because that would mean that I, we have this back and forth. Her and I, she's like a comedian. We yeah. have this back and forth all the time. Well, maybe you should have said no a couple of times and maybe not everybody would ask you. Like she, she just projects it on me and blames me. I actually like Lisa. I like this new, this new type of like, adult film that should be made where it's like a pizza man comes to the door and he's like, Hey, do you want to, and you go, no, I'm okay. No. Close the door. It's 90 seconds. There's no <laughs> making out. There's no anything. It's just, no, I'm okay. That's the, that's the porno is a woman said no. And the pizza man respects that. And that exactly. is a good lesson too. Right. But I still think Cole would think that he had an opportunity. The next one is really rich. Here we I'm go. rich on every level. KGC Thunder Fam, love you and everything you stand for. Would you give me two thousand dollars? <laughs> this might have been me. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It would change my life more than you know. If you can't, all good. I will always root for you. Thanks, Lisa. This is a totally new question. Nobody yeah. has ever just come out. Like when I first skimmed it, cause you know, I skimmed through the emails first. I thought yeah. he was offering me $2,000. Then I went back and gave it a closer look. And I'm like, no, you know what? He's not asking to have sex with me. He's not asking for anything. He just wants exactly $2,000. And I'm really sorry, KGG, that I can't give it to you. But this is a new question. And that's why it's excited me was to realize like, Oh, oy vey, I'm going to have to start answering people that I don't give out money. Oh, my gosh. He's, he's not asking for money or he's not asking for sex. He's not asking no. for a date. He just wants 2K. That's yeah, what I do 2K. 
when I, you know, on if I've been on a dating app, Hinge, Tinder, I just message a girl, can I just have three grand? Just three grand. I don't even yeah. want to see you. And I love that he didn't start with 500 or anything like that. He knows his number. His number is two grand. He knows his worth. Sorry, buddy. I can't send money to strangers. If I was going to spend two grand on anybody, I'd be sending it to Brett. Oh, there it is. Brettcoin.org. Guys, we're trading That's on an right. app I'd called Uniswap. I'd be investing on Brettcoin.org. <laughs> also, if you're going to ask for 2K, shouldn't you put where it's going, what it's for? <laughs> there Just you go. There you go. Like, hey, uh, my cat is sick. Uh, I'm on a family farm or my grandmother needs something. He just he's, uh, wants it for a new OKC Thunder jersey, maybe? <laughs> I, I don't know if that's what they go for. You know, I don't know what the market is. Should we do the next one? Let's go. Frederick Pena didn't list his email. Uh, why does the average woman feels that she's better? She better than the average man. Oh, this is such a great question because I never really get to read Frederick's email. So finally, I got one that I could read. Uh, when I say emails plural. He's one of my offenders, I call. He hits me every day on every platform possible. So I may oh. have muted him in some because it got to be so much. But he will hit me on a daily basis, email, multiple accounts, OnlyFans, direct message, Twitter. I don't allow him to direct message. I think I may have even mute him. Uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, every vehicle that he can dive in. And so the other night I responded to him. I do 30 minutes a day of direct messages on my OnlyFans where I just chat with people. Hey, thanks. Sure. You know, and it's something, and I, you know, I meet some people, just nice chats, right? Sure. So Frederick's in there. He's complaining that I don't respond to him enough. And so I wrote back, well, listen, I never know where to respond to you because every day you send me mass communications, like mass communications. Yeah, so, yeah. and he's like, well, how many emails and messages do you get a day? So I answered him back. He goes, well, you're the idiot for not taking a dollar per message on OnlyFans. He goes, so now I've realized after seeing this email, I'm going to go in and he's going to be my first person I message for a dollar. I just oh. did it for free because they're members of my page and it's 30 minutes a day, but this guy is willing to pay a dollar. Um, I'll have a chat with him for 30 minutes back and forth and make $30. The reality is, I think he's got something going on where his perspective of women is very different. I don't know how he knows uh, what the average woman feels. And I don't know what he, if he knows what the average yeah. man is. I see deeper into this as yeah. more of like, Frederick needs some outdoor social time with real people instead of just sending messages all day. Cause I don't think I'm special. I think he does this to multiple girls a day. Some of us have the same 20 guys that spend at least two hours a day trying to communicate with us. And every day you'll get a massive amount of emails, messages. So I think he's right there. So I'm not going to guess how the woman feels. I'm going to say, Frederick, I read one of your emails. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, if, if you started, if you charge Frederick back, like a back pay for all of the messages, he's probably sent, he might be like 12K in debt. Like yeah. if you were That's $1. That's a great idea. Can I invoice you for previous? It, <laughs> it was his idea by direct message. I was just being nice and trying to calm him down because there were a bunch of messages. You don't respond to me enough. You don't respond to me oh, enough. You boy. don't respond to me enough. And indirect message on OnlyFans, since they're paying, they uh -huh. consider it layaway on communication. So you do right. have to communicate uh, but yes, that's a good thought. I could invoice him for past communications. There it is. 12. What's grand. our next email? Here we go. Uh, this is from Jesus Yagmai. Uh, you said on Twitter, you answer the questions. I have some questions. If you allow, ask. I am your supporter from Iran, and I'm going to travel to take a picture with you. 
My first notes I wrote on this, I don't know why I feel like I would be dead in this photo. Um, the, the fact that he's coming here to ask me questions. He's not asking me questions in this email. It says, <laughs> I have some questions. If you allow, ask. That means if I allow him to ask, ask. At this point, I'm tied up. I might even be duct taped my mouth shut. I'm a supporter for my rant and I'm going to travel to take picture with you. For some reason, the note I wrote was, will I be alive? Yeah. Um, answers on podcast is what I need to explain, not in person. The, but doesn't that feel like, wow, what a trip for just a photo with you. So it's almost like if that is, you know, there probably is something shady there. But if it is this giant journey just for a photo, just for a photo, that's not so bad. Yeah, when half of Iran does it and I have no free time in the day, it's not so good. So we're out. We'd like to stay alive. The, the, the moral of the story is to stay alive. You've been hit by a car. You stayed alive. I don't want to be in this photo of me with gagged up while he's asking me a million questions. I'm yeah. Out. Next email. Next email. Daniel Cardone. Hi. I saw your posts on IG and Facebook about the Cloakroom Classic. I love golf, but it doesn't always love me, LOL. I wanted to go in on the event, but couldn't make it. Brings me to a point about how an event like that at a course in the NYC area in the next six months to a year, I could hit the dive bar, in quotes, circuit, et cetera, all to drum up interest, in parentheses, do my best, could try, but why not? Not a lot of time left this year for something like this by spring slash summer 2022. It could work, right? Okay, so here's how this has come about. So on last Monday, I was in D.C. for the Cloakroom Classic. It's an event, charity event that I've done every year. We didn't do it last year, of course. But mm -hmm. since then, every dude now thinks golf is their foot in the door with me. Okay, so mm -hmm. I've been getting all these, hey, do you want to play golf together? Like, stop inserting yourself in my shit, okay? But <laughs> when you get to be where I am right here, here's what's tough. A dude like this, now I did have to respond to this email because a dude like this will go into bars and drop your name. So here's what happens to me on the weekends. Mm -hmm. I get about a hundred calls from clubs all over the U.S. that are like, hey, there's this guy in here and he's pitching us you. And I'm like, yeah, this guy is a fan and he's thinking that if he gets me a gig that he doesn't realize I can get on my own, that he can hang out with me because he got me the gig. They're trying to broker, like, you know, Captain Sabaho trying right. to get me a gig. So I had Captain to write back Sabo. to him. <laughs> I had to write back to him as my assistant, as I always do. Sometimes my assistant writes the email. Sometimes I just write as her because I know exactly what she would say. She's yeah. very snarky. And I just sure. said, hey, bro, I'm all, I'm all good. Like, this isn't how we go about getting gigs. I have a manager, an agent, and a team of people that set these up. Though I appreciate you inserting you into going into bars and mentioning my name. Yeah. First of all, when he said dive bars, I'm like, oh my God, this guy's like, he doesn't realize that the cloakroom is the most beautiful strip club in the Northeast. It's so beautiful. It's in DC. It's gorgeous. But this is what people do. And then they fuck up my shit because mm -hmm. and it happened to me three times last weekend. It was late on Saturday. I don't get the messages till the next day because I turn my phone off at a certain time. But it's like one club. Yo, there's this guy in here telling us that he's booking you for events. Um, so we wanted to check with you because we know you. I'm like, you, 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 come on. That's not how you do it. They should know. So Daniel, uh, though I appreciate you wanting to hustle on the side for me, 
I'm all set. Thanks. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've got the last email. I mean, this is our palate cleanser from a very good friend of mine. And I'm going to ask you for your input as well, Brad. I will. And real quick, Daniel, you're allowed to book me for any gigs. Okay. Next one. <laughs> Lisa, Lisa Ann is not at the stage in her career where she's working dive bars, buddy. Well, Daniel, get him some money too. Like some good money. Okay. You may I might me. show up. You might get to beat me in directly. Oh, How wow. about this? After you get to your 15th full paying job, I show up for 16th. We dangled that carrot for a while. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I do have a business card that says, come to 35 Brett Rabel comedy shows, get the 36 free. That's hilarious. Yes. See, this is why you're meant, you're a funny person, Brett. You're just a funny person. <laughs> so, that's you know. That's a great one. And by the way, you pronounce this name, Petra. Petra. Petra is a friend of mine from Germany. Very cool. Petra, friend from Germany. Here's the question. Hi, Lisa. My question going to your movie experience and I don't talking about the adult industry here. Um, on one hand, you have stunt experiences for Black Swan and Noah. And on the other hand, an appearance for Billions. How was it to working for and would you like to do it more often? Thanks for the podcast. It's always a pleasure to listen in. Regards, Petra. First and foremost, I am a huge fan of Billions. So when I got the opportunity to do a cameo, I was so fucking geeked. And you know, when you do this shit, you can't talk about it. So you can tell like your closest handful of friends that you trust, but you can't tell anybody else yet, uh, which even boils the excitement even more. Billions is coming back this Sunday, September 5th. I cannot wait. Just want to give that shout out. I would love to do all of this stuff for, I am in SAG. I absolutely love it. It's so different being on like a real set. How many people are there? Like I remember that right before we shot the cameo scene for billions, this, this group of people come in this room, right? So I spent 30 of them. I don't know where they even came from. They all come in and they all have a responsibility with each person. They change all the times on your watch. So the watch stops time and it doesn't show a different time. So if we shot the scene oh. for like an hour, they so they change all your watches. Then one of them is like, which side your leg is crossed to. Like they narrow down everything and those people, and then they all take pictures. And then at any moment, if you move or something, they all come back in and do another check. And I just was like, what a gig, right? But the detail in it, the detail in making sure how you're sitting is the same. Because if you're shooting something, and I'm one of those people that notices in movies where I'm like, oh, they had to reshoot that because a curl in her hair is not the same as a curl in her hair. And that let's go back and rewind. I noticed all of that. And now I look at watches, but a really detailed crew, which all three of these were that I got to work with does those. And that was just fascinating. How about you? Would you like to do some, some mainstream work on some funny shows or some background stuff, Brett? I'd like to see in it. I mean, would anyone say no to that? I mean, certainly, certainly yes. You know, Brian Koppelman, if you're listening, he does follow me on TikTok, actually. <gasps> and I'll even put this in. This is really true. And I actually one day want to uh, tell him a uh, big part of my, you know, I wrote a, uh, I've written two scripts and a big, probably someone I've really trust is like this screenwriting guru really is Brian Kaufman. I one day want to meet him and tell him because he put these like little pieces of advice out there. And for someone who had struggled to finish a script for so long, it meant a lot to me that he did that. And actually I was able to finish two of them. And uh, one of them uh, is a component of Brett is that all of the money from Brett goes into making this movie. Um, and that's, what's great about this cryptocurrency is that it affords us creative freedom in the same sure. way crypto affords financial freedom from traditional institutions. 
this crypto can afford us creative freedom from creative institutions to make something that's better. That's a quick beat. I'm sorry to distract from it, but I of course it. I would love to do never, these things. Um, it's great to know that you're fascinated by him. He's an incredible person. And also, so you're right. So talented. And I love the little helpful tips. You know, we actually, uh, came about through the Palin thing. There was like a post that was like a social media thing where you just start. I was always posting about billions cause I love the show. And mm -hmm. then I posted something and he brought up Sarah Palin, you know, Sarah Palin playing her for who's Alan Palin made me a lot of friends. Okay. A lot, a lot of friends. So there's <laughs> that, but I will pass your name uh, in the world that I know. And hopefully something will come for you. I know that it definitely will, but Brett, Spending more time to you today was just a delight. The fact that you are here with us and you didn't get taken out during this car accident, I'm, I'm and I am out on the streets now looking for said white SUV. <laughs> okay. Listen, Lisa, I think your safety is of more paramount importance. I think you got more as the mailbag might show us. Yeah, a little bit more, of creepers out there. More, more, but I know I'm sure at, you know how to deal with that. I'm At heavily armed when I walk outside. Are you kidding? Heavily armed. Okay. I am you, ready. I got a taser. I got a knife. I got mace. I got everything. No problem pulling anything out. The taser is the most effective because the sound that it makes just makes people jump. Oh, you got a knife in your boot. You got a knife. You got a knife boot. Pocket, hands, all good to go. But Brett, I can't wait to do this with you again. I cannot wait to join you for your plugs podcast. I'm and so everyone at Brett Rabel with one T. Make sure you follow. Thanks so much for your time again today, buddy. Lisa, I'm so appreciative. I love doing this. Thank you so much. Another wild ride that was the mailbag, but always saved by those couple really cool questions that not only do I get to enjoy, but I get to ask my mailman of the day some questions with these emails. So if you want to be one of those that sends an email that really matters, or if you want to be one of those idiots that sends any other kind of an email, they're all welcome at asklisaann at gmail. Don't forget my YouTube at The Real Lisa Ann. You can subscribe, turn on your notifications, and join the fun on Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern when we premiere the live video of the podcast, which is so much fun. Make sure you're there as well. Sunday mornings, 11 a.m. Eastern time for the football season. I will be doing start sits for your fantasy football teams as well as some betting picks at Bovada. So make sure again, subscribe, turn on the notifications and let me help you set the perfect lineup. Well, I think this was the perfect podcast because Brett brought it. There was no doubt in our minds that Brett did not have a lot more to say. Uh, and he did say just that a lot more. We got great stories. He's a great guy. I look forward to seeing him live and sharing photos and footage with all of you. Thank you for joining me here. Don't forget to follow Brett at Brett Rabel. I will make sure on the YouTube that you have all of his links so it's easy for you to go and follow him everywhere. He is a sheer joy, and so are all of you. I appreciate you listening, being a part of my life, and enjoying another episode of The Lisa Ann Experience.